Hi folks, I'm Stephen Cronin. Uh, thanks for joining me and welcome to a, an episode six of my watercolour diary. Hope all of your artwork and paintings and, and, and general projects are going well. I've been working on a lot of snow scenes recently. Still, still got the tail end of summer, still pretty warm, especially the last couple of days, but uh, I do like painting the, the, the snow scenes, especially in, in watercolour, using the white of the paper. I, I find it a very um, nice way of doing it represent all that lovely white fresh snow. I hope your work's going well too. Got a, loads of quick, I'm, I'm, I'm accumulating quite a backlog of questions to get through, which is always great and many thanks for, for your interest and for all your questions. So I'm going to kick off with a, a question from Rosa, um, who asks me about uh, my painting experiences involving um, criticisms, and uh, discouragements. Now, I've got to be honest. I, I find in in the, the world of I don't know if I've just been lucky or I'm assuming it's like this with most people. But it, it's ninety nine point nine percent encouragements from whoever whoever's observing your work. The only I, I must have painted hundreds and hundreds of paintings, probably into four figures. Well, yeah, it, it's got to be over four figures. Um, and to be honest, the only criticism I can remember, there was some. I once did a, a, a I think it was a, an oil painting version of a Ron Ranson watercolour, and someone recognised it as a Ron Ranson and said, "This is just a Ron Ranson copy," which which I I, I was fully. I might even have said it, it was it was a Ron Ranson um, inspired painting. I can't remember too sure now, but those sorts of things are very very rare. I do. I mean, I won't deny. I do use. I do prefer to use my own reference material, um, and sometimes I'll just make them up, just paint from imagination. Um, but if I do use, I'll be honest. I do. I do look at other people's paintings and, and use them for inspiration a lot of the time. But a lot, I do try and change them. I'm, all I'm looking for is just the composition to work with, really. You know, just the general layout, and then I'll try and just put my own signature on it and just do it my own way. You know, I'm not. Gonna, I don't. I wouldn't copy it copy it as so to speak i just use it as a rough guide um but other than other than that um I, I, I've, you get the odd on i mean on youtube i mean i must have about a thousand videos on there so and again 99.9 percent .9 of them are positive comments um it's bit, i mean it's all free and it's, it's free to watch and, and most people well almost everyone appreciates that the fact that you've 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 you, you do it in your own time. You're not charging anyone to watch them. Um, there's, I've been doing it since 2006. You got like 14 years of videos on there, over a thousand videos. But you do get the odd comments where someone might say, um, "This is rubbish." And I did. And I, there was someone. There was a video recently. And it was probably the worst comment I've ever had. And it was it was somewhat along the lines of. Some along the lines of the, the, the biggest waste of 20 minutes in my entire life watching this video. Um, I, I, it actually made me laugh because I've, I've never had a comment like that before. And what I, what, and I, let, I didn't reply to it for a few days because sometimes I leave it for a few days before replying sort of en masse to YouTube comments. And by the time I got round to commenting it, because I thought I'm not going to reply, because I, I never write nasty replies. Um, by the time I got round to replying to it, it had disappeared. 
So I think even that, even they felt a little bit guilty about just being so generally rude. I think I think that's what's happened. They uh, they had a sort of conscience uh, moment and and deleted it because it wasn't there on on my, on my little YouTube app where I'm replying to all the comments. But yeah, generally never get very never really get a problem with with the art um we're all we're all the same you know we're all trying our best we're all at different levels i, I can't see how anyone could criticize art to be honest with you um it, there's, there's so many different styles and techniques and 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 things like that that you know i'll look at some art and I, it won't do anything for me but i can appreciate that uh, other people will like it even if i don't i mean you see some of these modern stuff that it'll just be like a blue square or a, a green triangle and you know whereas it's not my cup of tea i can appreciate why others would like it and and, f and find hidden you know meanings behind it and all this that and the other so i, I think it's, art's one of those things there shouldn't be criticism at all i, I can't see what the, you could possibly criticize anyone with anything really we're all just doing our own thing rosa also asks about um recognitions and I think first and foremost, I should um, say an, an appreciative thank you for all those on YouTube who, who do leave nice comments. People do um, seem to recognise my work, a lot of people. They can tell my style and technique. I always thought, um, I, mean, I mean, I must have mentioned it a million times, it's sort of a, a combination of a bit of Ron Ranson with a few Bob Ross techniques thrown in. Um, I thought it, it still looked a bit run ransony, but people say it looks unique, so I'm always um, grateful for those uh, who, who support me. So, I mean, recognitions from further afield. There was, um, I, can't, I can't remember the name of the magazine now, but there's an American watercolour magazine. I'd say about 18 months ago, someone, one of the, the, the journalists from it, emailed me and asked me if they could use, put my watercolour channel just a very small article about my watercolor channel in the uh, ma ma magazine i should try and dig it out some the magazine itself they did send me a copy of it watercolor something it's called an, an american publication so that was nice i should have done like a little video on youtube or, or put something on social media but i just I, I don't know i don't know why i just let it pass by without mentioning it to anyone i do get contacted by um manufacturers of, of artist materials um, if, if I want to help promote their their products, but I'm guessing that that's, they'll send those out to anyone on YouTube that gets any sort of viewership. I'd imagine um, that's how I think about it anyway. And to be honest, I'm I'm that set in my ways now with my equipment, the colours, the brushes I use. I, I can't imagine. I'm terrible for experimenting. I'll, I'll just stick with the same same tools and materials I've, almost ever since I started. In terms of being recognised on the street, so to speak, it's happened twice. I've been doing this for about 14 years, something like that, and twice people have recognised me. The first, we was at a, actually at a food fair in Leamington Spa, and, and the guy um, behind the one of the stalls, I think they were doing samples of, of caramel vodka or something, um, and I had a sample of him, and he, and he said, that artist off, uh, off, um, off, off the internet. And it turns out he'd, he'd watched a lot of my videos. He showed me some of his own paintings on his phone. Very, very, very good he was. And then the other, the other time, it was a bit more recent, 
I'd say about, about this time last year, and there was a guy in, in Erdington, Birmingham. Um, we was coming, we'd just bought some plants in the local corner shop, and uh, he walked past with his shopping trolley and said, that's that artist off the, uh, off the internet. Um, he walked past, I never even had a chance to talk to him, but he just said it as he walked past. So twice, twice I've been recognised on the street. So another thing um, Rosa asks about is uh, about dealing with fear and emotional block. Um, I, I, I think what she's referring to is um, a sort of, uh, the way I interpret it, is like a fear of making mistakes. And I think this is a, a, a common problem really, especially I found when I, I was starting off and beginning with painting, you, you sort of worry how you know, how's the painting going to turn out? What happens if it's rubbish again? You know, I'm um, I'm useless. I'm not improving. I'm never, I'm not making any progress in my painting. And to be honest, even now, I mean, I've got no idea how a painting's going to turn out when I first sit down at a blank piece of paper and, and just get the brushes out and the paint and, and start painting. One thing I do know is the more you practice, the easier it gets, and the greater the chances of something. Um, that you're going to be happy with. I mean, the fact of the matter is, we, you learn more when things go wrong than when things go right. I mean, if a painting goes wrong, that's when you really start to learn. And at the end of the day, everything, you know, things go wrong in all manners of life. Um, but the important thing is to learn from it, take it forward to the next, the next painting. And next time, you, you'll have that little bit of experience that will teach you how to either avoid going down that path or... If you do make a similar mistake, you'll have more knowledge about how to correct it and how to just sort of go with the flow. And, you know, like happy accidents, like uh, Bob Ross used to say. Um, I've mentioned in a, in a previous episode, I always start just by wetting the paper all over and then just getting some colour, generally just raw sienna, maybe a bit of ultramarine, and just, just bashing it out straight away, just so, right from the start. I'm working fast and loose and it just stops any sort of blockage, any sort of fear of, of getting the first brush stroke on the paper. Gets you straight into the flow, straight into the, you know, gives you some momentum to get started. And really, the most important thing, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Because as I say, they're the things we learn from more than when things go well. Um, never be afraid to experiment because again that's the, the best way to learn just experiment try something new try something different um, a lot of the times I'm just very quickly dabbing dabbing with the brush and a lot of the detail in my painting a viewer someone might look at it and think blimey look look at that look how, how on earth has he done that uh, you know look at the detail the fine markings and, and whatnot the little shapes and sizes and contrasts and, and colors and lights and darks most of it, most of it is pure chance. It just happens by chance. I'm not even intending to do it. These things just happen. The more we practice, the more experienced we are, the more likely these little things are to happen on the paper. And so really don't be afraid to experiment. Don't be afraid to just grab the brush and just go for it. It's the best thing you can do. So that's it for this episode. Thanks as always for listening and for your support, especially to me patrons over at patreon.com slash Stephen Cronin. Remember, if you'd like to ask any questions um, or even become part of the show, 
If you go to my Anchor homepage for this podcast, you'll see a, a record voice message button where you can just leave a voice message if you want to ask me any questions or make any comments, which I can include in future podcasts. So that's just a, a some way you can become involved yourself. So in the meantime, keep practicing. Thanks for listening and happy painting. Thank you.